and welcome to Hometown Alaska. I'm Dave Waldron. The AFN convention takes place in just about two weeks. The three-day event is set to feature many prominent Alaska Native speakers, artists, and traditional dancers and singers. So we at Hometown Alaska thought this would be an excellent opportunity to feature some Alaska Native musicians that are making contemporary music, because there are quite a few. Later on the show, we're going to have an up-and-coming singer-songwriter, but right now I'm happy to welcome Garrett and Jake Swenson, a hip-hop duo that go by the name Brother Buffalo. In a short while, we're going to have an in-studio performance from them, which I am super excited about. Brother Buffalo, thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So I think the brother part's pretty self-explanatory. You guys are brothers. How did you get the stage name, though? I feel like you're the first person to get that. You Is that right? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are Nobody, surprised when we yeah. tell them brothers. Oh. And then we started saying it at shows and people didn't believe us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, that name stems from actually our middle brother, Kyler. So me and Garrett are six years apart. Kyler was three years from me and three years from Garrett. And he passed away about 11 years ago. And he had cerebral palsy growing up, so he couldn't walk or talk. But he didn't really need those things to communicate love and energy and and kind of uplift our family and, and bring us really close. And um, when we were trying to figure out a name, it was like, I don't know, Brothers Buffalo, the Buffalo Bros, like trying to figure it out. And I don't know who which one of us it was, but we came to a, a very easy consensus that it's brother buffalo for the one buffalo that can't be here and she's got a song we say three brothers one stage you don't understand (laughs) and it's for kyler kyler swenson for our middle brother and that's kind of who we do it for what we do it for and we felt it fitting to name our our rap duo that that's a great reason (laughs) Uh, well you guys both grew up in anchorage but you have roots in cordova specifically the eac people that's probably one of the lesser known tribes in alaska so Mm -hmm. what can you tell us about it and what does it mean to you to be eac yeah eac is definitely a smaller tribe um we're kind of like the middlemen um down at the the copper river delta (laughs) uh between the sukpiaks the clinkets um and the atnas Growing up, it was kind of hard because there wasn't a lot of documentation. We knew we were Yak, and you know we'd get to hear stories from grandma and, and aunties, but um, we didn't really find a, I'd say, a sense of purpose or meaning in that until later when we started to revitalize the language through a lot of a lot of different efforts. Um, from rest in peace to uh, Professor Michael Krauss up in Fairbanks, he did all like all the documentation. Yeah, a lot a lot of legwork on just getting the language documented because it, it wasn't written down before. It was always just passed down um, through through elders, uh, but yeah, we started to really embrace that um, through the helps of Guillaume Ledee, a linguist, but also through our elders who had helped cultivate and preserve that language with Michael Krauss, our great grandma Lena, um, Anna Nelson, Harry, Marie Smith Jones, Galusha Nelson, Galusha Nelson, uh, Sophie Brodkin. I know I'm probably leaving a couple out, but. It was a big effort just to document it all. And then in, I think it was just before the pandemic hit, we started doing Zoom classes to revitalize the language um, with the help of Guillaume, the linguist who is fluent in it, but he's not an EX speaker. So that's where the revitalization um, purposes Hmm. come in or efforts come in. But once we really started digging into the language and learning more stories about uh, our, our history and our culture, it really gave us a sense of identity and a, a purpose and a, a want to learn, um, but a want to, to understand more and really embrace it. We met New EX at, at Salmon Fest. We did a show out there and met two folks. And they're like, yeah, we're actually, 
we're EAC, we're cousins. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's super cool. It's, <laughs> it's super special. Uh, only in Alaska, right? I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Well, why was it so important to revitalize? Because the, the language had it was officially declared dead. How does that work? And how did you find out about that? Um, we we were pretty aware of it uh, just because it was. I think it was like 2008, and it was uh, Marie Smith Jones had passed away, and she was the last um, fluent speaker. We were pretty familiar with who she was. Just our our parents kept us in touch with our our grandma and, and the community that that was there. Yeah, we went to her service. Like we were aware of it, but there wasn't any documentation as to like actually to teach anybody the language. There was, I think, uh, DVDs of Michael Kraus uh, in front of like a chalkboard and and film. Michael Kraus, God rest his soul. Like he's he's a beautiful man, but he's very cut and dry. Yeah, so <laughs> so it's. It's a tough video to swallow and learn from. <laughs> exactly. It's, and he wasn't there to, to, you know, to directly instruct you or help out. So mm-hmm. it was tough to begin with. But once we started doing the Zoom classes and it, it felt more like a community where we're all getting together and everyone's, you know, making mistakes together and figuring out these, these sounds because it's definitely not anything common as a lot of people know. And you guys use some EAC lyrics in your songs. So was that kind of a deliberate way to keep the language alive as what you're going through with these classes, or did that just happen more naturally as musicians? I'd say definitely more naturally. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like hand in hand as we started learning the language. It was more prominent in our everyday life, so we were using it, saying little things, trying to trying to learn things, and then we're getting in the studio in our everyday life, so we're talking and things come up, and it's like, you look at him like I, I just I can remember like looking at Gene like yo I think I think I, I'm gonna put an EAC word in in right here and I think it sounds good like I think it works really really fluently it wasn't something we were trying to do necessarily it was just something that just happened it was super special <laughs> do you remember what it was was Giwa yeah, yeah. Giwa Ikle <laughs> and that directly translates to um, get me a beer <laughs> <laughs> which is I don't know like saying it like that like somebody's being like oh like you're you might be using your language for whatever and it's like I'm using my language we're yeah. we're trying we're like it's who we are like we're you'll hear it in our music we like to have fun we like to joke around and we like to not take things so serious because we do take things seriously as well but it's like we're using it and we're utilizing it and we're remembering things and like that's the most important thing exactly and then not even that it wasn't serious it was like even learning the language I feel like one easy way to learn it is to learn a phrase that, you know, something you would say every day or something that's like more commonly said than, you know, I caught a fish earlier, you know, I went out and speared a fish. It's like, there's a lot of sayings that they have for older terms and, you know, older things that they did, but not a lot of current terms. So to take something that has been around for a while and be able to create a contemporary, like use for it, use for it, it felt super cool and felt right that's it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well you don't make me feel so bad now the first time i traveled abroad the first thing i learned to say was beer please i appreciate that um you guys put out a new album only about a month ago so real recent called mm-hmm. fire in the smokehouse what have you yeah. been hearing from people so far is it or is it too soon to ask that question it's still really <laughs> no really fresh no no, no. i would say that all so far it's been really good reception mm-hmm. uh it's been really positive feedback and we've been enjoying it ourselves and taking it around the state and yeah we, before it dropped we got to premiere it for folks that wanted to be at our shows all over the state we toured i don't know 15 different places in alaska and we did a majority of our new album before it was coming out and so it was like it was really nice to like have that summer to like 
you get the direct feedback right there. People are either going to like it or they're not going <laughs> to yeah. like it. And it was fun to like have that energy and just like enjoy it so much. And then it's like, ooh, we get to drop this for you guys. Like now everybody gets to hear it. So yeah. it's it's been really special. It feels good. Yeah. Well, that's a good opportunity for you guys to play a song if you want for our listeners. Let us. Let us. So let what, us. Let us. What are we going to hear first? Uh, let's do Prospering first. That's uh-huh. off the, the new album. Um, it was produced by DJ Savvy, who's a local DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, this song, Prospering, actually has a video on YouTube, and it's shot by Rick Beal. Super special. We're back in Cordova for Culture Camp and for our show that we did there to end the summer. And it's it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you crazy, dog. Hey, power smoking on the balcony, sweating like I'm done with heat. Drummers is drumming, so it's feeling like it's home to me. I know what month right now is looking like it's shoulder deep. Everybody's all around, but everybody's close to me. Homies was moving to work, we walking around like groceries. That was some years ago, now all the gang is eating. Trying to find my way around and I ain't want to hurt the sheep But listen here and listen please Now that I got this space I like to say my thank yous Cause I be erring out and sometimes I ain't grateful Yeah this for the gang and all the ones is faithful Now let's go it up and run it like a race dude talk to me i've been moving like i'm a shopping spree you mean you off to work you came up north to spread the peace more like just the profits for yourself and how you rock the beat i don't trust it i don't like it ain't nobody bother me i came back for my land and everything you promised me ain't no cosigns and no love until you rock and be twisting fingers up and pray that there's a place for me because i know i'm good yeah my ancestors following i wrote this line and got goosebumps Bumps, I'm prospering. Big bees, it smells like some. You know, we walking in. Check the vibe and check the fit, baby. I think we locking in. Check the vibe and check the fit, baby. I think we. Yeah, we locking in. All linked up. Moving through like a Brinks truck. Got the fish skin and the outer pill. So cold, but the smoke out's hot as hell. Linking, locking like lock cabins. I love it. Sitting with the cousins and we discussing the budget. Like, what's the price of the language if they the reason is lies? Even mention the land, so now we up in the cars. Shinky Lati Tufka, counted by the place name. Documenting speakers and sorting it by the date range. Never had a PlayStation. I don't play games. But between the meetings, I'm higher than all they pay grades. They want to play cake, and it's a deep grave. Eagles out at Orca, and all you heard was Katile. Now they running, it's coming, it's not a heat wave. Beat drumming, we treating it like a keepsake. Not gonna hold you, I fold you inside the roach clip. Smoking potent, the firework and explosive. We popping up at the potluck, elders is taken care of. We ain't finna dap them, it's big love and bear hugs. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. The radio audience is loving it. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't know we had that many people in here. <laughs> <laughs> so a tiny disc. It's a negative mirror in here somewhere. <laughs> I mean, thank you. That was a great song. So much to talk about. I love the lyrics are like so Alaska, but they're so relatable to at the same time. You don't need to be from Alaska to appreciate all of that. Except for maybe the smokehouse. I don't know if a lot of people know about the smokehouse, but no, thank you. If you uh, go download our album, you can you can see the smokehouse. The photos taken by our aunt Pam. And it's the smokehouse that we've eaten salmon out of for since I before I was born, probably. Yeah, it's the only one we know. Facts. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm standing at home waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys like a musical family? Like where did your decision for making music, especially, I mean, rap, where did that come from? Definitely not in our immediate family. Um, shout out to mom and pops. Love you guys. But they were into like... Uh, classic rock they loved music but yeah there was <laughs> no instruments really hanging out around the house or anything like that no we have we have some cousins that are are pretty musically inclined um shout but, out to jim yeah big shout out to jim mm-hmm. but uh yeah for us it was i don't know we were just into hip-hop growing up young um at least i was and i definitely pushed it on jake mm-hmm. um <laughs> when i took it i liked it i liked it and then we just be in the car like hanging out or on the lift to hilltop like rapping back and forth like i'd throw him a bar and he'd have to rap something back to me and it was just uh i don't know I, at the time you know we didn't think we were doing anything we were just killing time on the trailer after waiting mom to come back in from shopping um but yeah it's nice little uh groundwork we were laying uh-huh Good big brother right there. You know, like, yeah, Metallica's great, but have you heard? <laughs> right. Have you Quest? heard of Tupac? <laughs> Tupac. <laughs> yeah. um, probably in like 2016, maybe 2017. Mm-hmm. Just had bought a little home studio set up, made, you know, a handful of pretty terrible songs that'll never make it off the laptop, <laughs> but... If yeah. we get big enough, we'll drop them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah people love that. Early I know. Stuff. We definitely have some, some gems out on SoundCloud, uh-huh. um, but that was right when Jake was, what were you, like 16, 17? I was a little bit older. I think I was 18. Yeah, I was 18 because I came back from school from that that's 2017 right, right. year. Yep. And he had a studio set up and I don't know, I was in a, I was in a funky place mentally and I was just kind of going through it a little bit and kind of just felt like the walls were closing in and I didn't really know who to go to. And I tried to talk to folks and tried to go get help and things weren't really working. And it was just, I don't know. I went, I hit up G and I was like, Hey man, can I come over and just chat with you a little bit? And we were in the cold room where we still record our music today. And he had, I didn't know it then like walking into it. I just needed somebody to talk to really. And that night we ended up, it, it turned like I, I was able to air things out to him and it felt really good. And we were just kind of hanging out and he was like, Hey, why don't we, why don't we just hop in the booth? Like he had this little kind of makeshift like studio set up already. And he was like, I've got a couple beats. Like we can just play some stuff and you can write. And we'll just like, I didn't know what that meant. I wasn't really, I don't know. I, I didn't know what I was getting into. I just knew that like, I felt a little bit better in the moment and he played a beat and I remember writing to it and it's a goofy little song. The homies, that's their favorite song still. I think it was called just Jake. I think that's what I named oh, it originally, yep. and uh, it saved me. I didn't feel bad anymore. It was so crazy. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I remember hearing it in the car after, and I was like, I don't know. Things just changed. It was crazy. Shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a great story. And do you still find that kind of therapy in music? Very today? much so. Oh, yeah. It's like it's not necessarily like I'm skipping into the studio all the time. It's like <laughs> sometimes you got to vent and you got to air some stuff out and walking out feels so good <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's not always rainbows and sunshine in the studio sure yeah even more big brother points to you man you're, you're really setting a high bar there. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a few alaska musicians make it big right we had jewel was our first that i'm aware of 90s portugal the man was like 10 years shout later. out to portugal shout the man yeah. They, yeah, they've been great. showing us some love lately okay. and they're, they're super sick nice and then, like, you know, six years ago or so, we had Byron Nikolai blow up the internet. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. We even got to meet President Obama. But to my knowledge, we have not had a rap group that just transcended Alaska and made it big. So when is that going to happen? 
hopefully soon. I know there is one buddy, Duckman, who's been making some waves. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as groups go, it's us. I need to happen soon. <laughs> and, and, it feel, and the way things are going right now, just kind of in our on the Brother Buffalo side of things, take Jake and Garrett out of it, there's a lot of super cool things happening. I don't know. we got some big things in, in the works. Yeah, it's going to be staying cool. busy for sure. Mm-hmm. What is the best and the worst thing about making rap music in Alaska? Hmm. I'll say maybe the worst thing is like, at least for a little while, it was kind of tough to to find a group to associate with or find people that were doing the same thing. Like when we started, we just went to open mics on Monday at Coots and we freaking put in our hours there. Oh yeah. And it was just us. And it was like the shout out to the, um, the eternal Cowboys. They're like their, their cover band. Um, and they have a residency at Coots and they do a lot for Coots and they're a cover band for like rock and not hip hop whatsoever. And we went to an open mic and they loved us and they kind of took us under their wing a little bit, but there wasn't a whole lot of, a whole lot of direction. And that was probably the toughest thing being here doing yeah. that. Also, it's all, it's funny when like following the Eternal Cowboys around and you're like, Oh yeah, we're the band that's just going to open up for them. And they go, Oh, what do you play? I play hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go, don't know, oh. just, the, just the stigma that comes with that. It's like, it's just stick around, like just watch. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just getting over that too is, uh, I'd say one of the harsher side of things, but the best part of it is I'd say being able to go around and perform the music and seeing the feedback from people being on stage. Now that we've gone through all that legwork and we've put in all those hours and being able to see the people reacting to us or you know see people chanting along with us they're singing the songs and people getting just as hyped as we are it's i don't know it's a special feeling it's it's, it's hard like, to describe and, yeah, and it's like we're we're of the land and we're we're home pretty much the whole time when we're doing all these shows and it's like yeah. wherever we are in quotations like we're home the land feels good it, like this is where our people are from all our cousins and different tribes and everything like that and there's just something special about it it feels really good <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to have you guys do one more song before you head out. What is the next song we're going to hear? This is called Sweet Dreams of Your Big Sea in the Morning. <laughs> it's off our uh, issue. Our inlet. It's off our inlet. All right, so our, not this most recent album, but our last album. Um, go check them all out. But this song's about our brother, Kyler. It's fully dedicated to him. Like I said, he's he is Brother Buffalo. He's who we do it for, and this is our anthem to him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm riding, yeah, yeah, I'm riding. Yeah, I'm riding, yeah, yeah, I'm riding. Sweet dreams, love you, big, see you in the morning. He could bring the sunshine, crying it start pouring. Yeah, I'm riding, yeah, yeah, I'm riding. Yeah, I'm riding, yeah, yeah, I'm riding. Sweet dreams, love you, big, I see you in the morning. Now my brother's keeper, he's the reason we performing. Sweet dreams, love you, big, I see you in the morning. I say it every time, now my family say it for him. See you in the morning, Kai, and I can see you yawning. I can see you frowning, know you stronger than them mountains. You gon' carry on, and all your vibes important. I feel it, then I'm gone, and it's early in the morning. Blunt gon' 
have me coughing I'm still up in the booth cause I ain't got no option Jeez, here we off it F it man I love it Love you Are these things important? I'm shooting from the bell I'm shooting like I'm going in I'm shooting like I'm stealth I'm limping like my granny She put me on the shelf Going drink up that cream up Put them backwards to the left Got that shipped in from the Amish Now we next Catch a vibe gonna catch a check Still gonna give it to the rest KLS and that's so deaf All the family holding up Ain't nobody holding breath We just catching up Ain't nobody getting rest Late nights, early mornings OJ and rep the best That's that dark but the sun ain't soon to set SRTs, I hit the gas Just gon' tuck it up and hold it Think I like the family best Yeah, I like the family best Yeah, I'm riding, yeah, 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 I'm riding Yeah, I'm riding, yeah, 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 I'm riding You been on my mind Thinking about you lately How we used to talk it out And all the times you saved me You ain't have to say a word And that ain't even crazy Hard times couldn't phase you Kept a smile Couldn't break it You the brother buffalo And this is why we do it Taught me how to maintain Through the pain And not to lose it KLS a legend I wish they could've met you Them bad days hurt the worst And made them good days That more special Pumps and twos from noon to noon Stronger than the Iron Man Mom and pops will pull this through You see the strength inside the fam Sacrifices made Night and day Didn't seem that way Never took apologies Told them Life is great Always been a part of me No matter how much time and space Separate some engine boys I always see a smiling face Cap tooth bright eye Feeling like the sunshine Pop out in Seattle He was bulletproof in crunch time Steady as the wind blow Fighting on the front line Man's off the lorazepam We coming up to blunts high Never left my cup dry Inspired by the firing you told you every lunch time in spite of all the times i meant to sweet dreams love you big i see you in the morning sweet dreams love you kai see you up in heaven he could bring the sunshine crying it's our pouring i'm my brother's keeper he's the reason we performing love you kyler shout out to kyler love you guy kls the legend Great job. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Great song. I want to thank my guest, Brother Buffalo, for talking with me and putting on an in-studio performance for our listeners. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Thank you so much for having yeah. us. We, yeah, we appreciate thank you thank big. You. If you want to hear more of their music, you can find links at our website, alaskapublic.org. I'm Dave Waldron, and you're listening to Hometown Alaska on Alaska Public Media. Welcome back to Hometown Alaska. I'm Dave Waldron, and today we're gearing up for the AFN convention, which is happening in just a few weeks. We thought this would be a great time to check the pulse of the local music scene with some of our Alaskan native musicians. And right now we have Witty Youngman, who is an Anchorage singer and songwriter in the studio. Welcome to you, Witty, and thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So, Woody, give us your backstory. When did you first pick up uh, that very cool guitar, and when did you decide that you wanted to be a musician? Thanks. I remember being a, just a little tiny baby tot and seeing a lot of female guitarists, just guitarists in general on MTV, and just being like, that is so cool. And I remember my mom telling me after I had established myself as a musician just telling me that she remembers one time you know asking me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I told her that I wanted to be Tracy Chapman 
and uh and so there's just a lot of points in my life where I just knew like that singing and music and different styles were always just going to be a part of what I was going to be even if it wasn't going to be my main path in life Um, music was always going to be there and I know that every parent of a musician always wants them to you know have a main goal and like you know get your degree and get a really good job and music is always going to be there so I think that was always something that I knew I had to fall back on was music Uh, I remember my Uncle Ronnie was staying with us, and I just remember sitting out with him on the back porch of our house and watching him just kind of like pick these old country songs, and um, I just remember asking him if he would teach me how to play, teach me how to play. And I think the next Christmas I had this cheap guitar that was gifted to me, so yeah, that was about 14. I just turned 35 this year, so about 21 years now. Did your mom ever say, I'm glad I let you watch MTV? <laughs> I don't think she could have ever <laughs> kept us from it. <laughs> we would have snuck around. Uh, my mom was a, a rock and roll kid as well. Um, my dad was the one who was super into soul music, so I I got a good blend going on there. <laughs> You have an EP. You're working on it, right? Working it's not out it. yet, but not you do. Out yet. And it's called Forget Her Not. The yes. title track is available, though, and available for purchase on yes. Bandcamp. Yes. Uh, that song, it has a pretty heavy but important message to it. Can you tell us how you wrote that and how it became the first release on the EP? Sure. Um, it does have a heavy backstory. I had somebody who was very close to me who I had lost contact with and we had reconnected years, years later and we were just kind of having a long phone call one night and they ended up telling me that they had been assaulted by somebody who they thought that they could trust and somebody that they thought that they should have been able to trust and this person basically told them, no one will ever believe you. And she's telling me this, and I'm sitting here listening to her story, and I am just incredibly heavy and just thinking, I know it's not my fault that I wasn't talking to her, that we had lost contact, and that we weren't talking at the time that this had happened. And and even if we were close. She might not have even told me back then, but no person should ever have to feel like they won't be believed or that they have nobody to talk to or to turn to. And after that, that's kind of when I turned to my poetry. That's kind of where all of my songwriting starts is poetry. Um, I just started writing out everything that was pouring out of just this whole situation, everything that I was thinking, that I was feeling 
from listening, from reflecting. And even though I've never been through that situation, like what I would do and what I would say. And and if I ever were to come into that situation again where somebody were to share that with me, what I could say or what I could do to make them feel like they weren't alone, like they were heard. And that's where Forget Her Not started to kind of bloom. I started playing it at shows when it was just a spark, just an idea. And then people were starting to remember it. And then they started to ask what it was about. And then I started talking about it more. And then people wanted to know where they could find it. And then I knew that I had to finalize the lyrics and I had to find people to play on that track with me and I had to find the right producer that was going to give it the right amount of life that I wanted it to have and when I finally started collecting those people it became what it is now. Is it a centerpiece to the EP or is that a thematic thing that you are doing for the rest of the songs? The rest of the songs I think I think over the past 15 years of my life that I've actually been putting energy into songwriting and really trying to develop those songs and let them mature, I think I had to really pick which ones I wanted to put forth first. So the first six songs that we chose are kind of get these out of my brain and get them into people's hands show them what we can do and then the next one we can start thinking about themes and (laughs) uh, bigger than life type of ideas that we have brewing up there your 14 song concept album is somewhere (laughs) in the future but not not yet well we'll get there (laughs) (laughs) okay is it okay if we ask you to play a song from the ep sure no problem okay what are we going to hear so this one It's called What You Doing Tonight. The idea behind this song was me kind of sitting around thinking about my ideal partner and then (laughs) kind of giving up and drunk texting uh, somebody that uh, will do for the night. So it's called What You Doing Tonight. strong know what they want is not tag along cause you see I'm on a path that I have made and I wouldn't want it wouldn't have it any other way cause he could hold a drink make a guitar sing knows what he wants always only tells me what he means Makes my heart stand still Wants all of me Even when I'm acting like a little pill Yeah, yeah Yeah, 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 yeah Oh I'm not perfect, no I got my highs and lows But he keeps coming back Cause only he knows That what we got Gonna bear the high and low tides Never question if you got my back Cause that boy's always at my side 
sick of all the drink Make a guitar sing Knows what it was Always only tells me what he means Makes my heart stand still Wants all of me Even when I'm acting like a little pill Oh yeah Yeah, 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 What's your car going on tonight? I was talking, dreaming to myself, and you came to mind. Got some standards, I burned them all up for you. I've got a lot of love to give, and I guess, and I guess you're gonna do. So, what you doing tonight? I was talking, dreaming to myself, and darling, you Now that I made a fool of myself in my own way, I hope you have a nice day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dedicated to all those people that will do just fine um, you know who you are thank you for that sure, no so we talked a little bit about your influences you mentioned tracy chapman what other artists kind of inspired you to to do what you do yeah i grew up listening to whatever uh well let's just say i never got the radio and i never got the remote so uh, it was whatever was chosen by my older siblings or my cousins or my dad or my mom. Lots of 90s alternative, a lot of R&B, hip-hop. I was a huge, huge fan of uh, Sublime. 311 is one of my favorite bands still to this day. Just their entire love energy was just... So pure and wonderful, but also like a lot of hip hop. I, I love good lyrics. I think that really inspires me to really put a lot of thought into what I'm saying and what I'm doing. Amy Winehouse, definitely, just for her whole vibe. I think when people are performing, they tend to put on a persona, and mm -hmm. sometimes I switch between kind of this like 
think what you want because <laughs> you're not going to get anything else than what you see. Like, and and that was a lot of what what she had because us performers, we know what we got, and mm. that's all we can give. So. <laughs> Well, speaking of your your on stage persona, um, I noticed that you have this really cool trumpet sound you make with your <laughs> voice, uh, and I enjoy that not just because it sounds good, but I do feel like it kind of shows that you have this like fun sort of silly side. Um, how <laughs> yeah. did the how did the trumpet start? Voice trumpet. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was definitely from Bradley Noel from Sublime. Uh, he did that in a lot of his acoustic recordings and. When I was first learning how to play guitar, that's what I went to is like, what did I listen to growing up? And that's where I started not only learning those songs, but like doing my own version of it. And um, I think that's what's memorable for a lot of people is like that I'm not just trying to copy it, that I'm doing the witty version of it. (laughs) And it's just funny that not a lot of people remember that he did the mouth trumpet and uh, they think that I either came up with it or um, they've never heard it before. And uh-huh. it's like, actually, it's been it's been a pretty popular thing. A lot of people actually do it. But I, I did pick it up from him uh, from Sublime. Oh, other people do it, but they don't necessarily do it well. <laughs> so what, what is the secret to making a good trumpet? Can you show our listeners what's the, <laughs> yeah. mouth, the starting mouth stage um, that they need to have? It's almost like uh, making a kissy face and then um, definitely like flattening your lips together and then not pressing too much air through too fast. And then after that, you're basically singing through your lips. So it's... And so you're not trying to push the air through... The air is basically only vibrating your lips. So So um, lips are essentially closed. Yeah, your lips just... are your lips are doing like a like a really soft kissy face and then the air is pushing your lips through to vibrate and then you're just kind of singing through your lips as they kind of like vibrate. So and then you're kind of like um stopping uh, with your tongue, and it's and it's and that's how you hear those those like really short stops. I'm I'm pushing my tongue to the top of my mouth so that I stop the air completely in my mouth. So it's kind of like your throat, <laughs> your tongue, your lips all working together. It just takes a little bit of practice, but it's all it's all just muscles. It's all just muscles. You make it sound easy. I tried it on the way here in the car, and I was like, I'm just going to have to ask her how she does it. You're just going to have to listen to this whole uh, minute and a half just over and over again and just keep trying. (laughs) Um, Would you mind playing one last song before you head out, Woody? Sure. Not a problem. This last one is called Mr. Mister. It's my love song to a whiskey bottle. And it kind of addresses the fight against alcoholism kind of in our age group, our communities, what COVID did to a lot of us. And so this is uh, Mr. Mister.
time with you, and I always make it home. You put me to bed, you leave me bright-eyed in the morn. Oh, you're such a sweet change of pace to my mundane day-to-day. Mr. Jameson, my dependable one, you warm me up so nice till the moment that I'm done. All them that come and go, you still standing strong. You don't play games, you show up to my gigs every night. Cause you know when I'm feeling good, that music gonna sound so nice. Ooh, ooh, Mr. This lighthouse is calling me back from the sea to you. Oh, you're such a sweet change of pace. Ooh, after such a long day. Oh, Mr. Mr. Jameson. Mm. You're so hard to leave from. Balance me out when my confidence is slim to none. You're not my only one, but you're my best goal. You don't play games, you show up to my gigs every night. Cause you know when I'm feeling good, that music gonna sound so nice. Ooh, 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 ooh mister.
Very nice. Thank you, Witty. Thank you. That was Witty Youngman. She is a local musician, and if you want to hear more of her work, you can find links to her music on our website, alaskapublic.org. After this short break, we'll be back with State of Art. I'm your host, Dave Waldron, and you're listening to Hometown Alaska on Alaska Public Media. From Alaska Public Media, this is State of Art. Welcome to State of Art, your weekly dose of Anchorage Arts and Culture. I'm Ammon Swenson. Coming up, we're going to be discussing Alaska Book Week. The series of events celebrating writing and writers in Alaska runs from Sunday, October 1st through the 8th. Joining me is the coordinator for Book Week, Dr. Trish Jenkins. She's a professor of English at UAA and is on the board for Alaska Center for the Book. Here's Jenkins. Alaska Book Week is a celebration of books, and the books are by Alaskan authors. They focus on Alaska. It includes a variety of genres, poetry, fiction, historical fiction. Yeah. And I mean, you know, why even have like a why have a book week to, you know, specifically celebrate literature, I guess? Why have a book week? Well, why not? I think is what <laughs> I would say. Have it you know, every week. My first reaction to that is we have so many good authors in Alaska and they're also generous with their time, which is required to be a part of book week. I like the idea that we're sort of celebrating those authors as well. And I really appreciate their participation. I see that there are um, there's some events featuring authors with new works or new authors, stuff like that. Maybe how would you describe maybe the, the literary scene in Alaska currently right now? It seems like it's booming, maybe. Oh, you know, I think we could probably have 10 panels on works in progress and authors with new books. I, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of writing going on. You mentioned the Alaska Center for the Book is, you know, the kind of organizational body behind, like, Book Week. But what does Alaska Center for the Book do, generally speaking, well, as an organization? Well, we're, in a, we're an affiliate of the Library of Congress, and we're all volunteer. Every state and the territories have a, a center for the book. And throughout the year, we coordinate events. We, for, for example, we coordinate Reading Rendezvous, which takes place on the library lawn in May. We also are the brains behind the CLIA Awards, which is a literacy award. And our literacy awards this year will be given during book week. Um, we are involved in a creative writing contest. So anything that's involved with reading and writing and, and literacy, is we kind of probably have our finger in it. Who would you say makes up kind of the body of the Alaska Book Week board? Is it other educators like yourself? Well, we have librarians. And some folks have been on the board for a very long time. I mean, I've been on since I think 2002. And in some ways, I'm, I'm, I'm almost a newcomer in some ways. <laughs> There's a big mix of events happening for Book Week. You know, some are live, some are recorded. Um, do you have anything that you're particularly uh, excited about to either, you know, just attend or for people to experience? Oh boy, that that that's that's a tough one. I, I I'd have to I'd have to really think about that. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the one on Sunday I think will be kind of fun. Works in progress because it's always interesting to hear people talk about the stuff that they're working on. Um, there's an event out at Black Birch Books, Frontier Women Authors Panel, which, you know, I'm hoping to attend. Um, and there's also one that's going to happen at Writer's Block that features your your Lori Townsend and a few other authors who are going to talk about their, their works. I, I'm also looking forward to that one. I'm going to try to attend as many of these as I can. We have some overlap. I can't attend all of them. 
But what's nice is the virtual events, you can click on, you can go to the website and you can watch them at your convenience. Uh, they're on YouTube and they're, they're easy to find. And it, that's kind of nice that, that you can do that. Yeah, and it looks like some of these are like uh, this one in particular, like an evening of poetry, you know, four poets from around the state, and people are going to read their work, and then uh, sounds like a cool way to, I guess, just maybe get exposed to local authors that maybe you've never read or seen before. Well, you know, it, it's interesting that you say that, because we don't require that you've been published, obviously, because if you have a works in progress, mm. you might not be published yet. What events maybe would you suggest for the aspiring writer? Oh gosh, I would I would recommend works in progress and writers with new books. And writers with new books is recorded, works in progress is live. Those are two. And then maybe also Lucian Child's event where he talks about um you know becoming it's called beginning a literary career later in life. And he's you know he's he's really proud of that and he should be. So that's a that w- that would also be one uh, that would be interesting probably to the the fledgling writer. Yeah, could you maybe touch on uh, Lucian Childs a little bit? I see that um, at some point here, too, during the week, um, you're going to be celebrating the publication of Dreaming Home. It's yes. their debut novel. Of- it's his debut. Yes, 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 it is. Well, and I and I just realized that his event is is a recorded event, so you, could, you can go on Zoom and see that. Well, Lucian is not in Alaska anymore, but we still kind of consider him an Alaskan because he used to be. So and he's coming back to his home his former place uh, to, you know, to have a book signing and such. So, yeah, but he's an, he's an older writer and he's just really worked hard to get, to get this book published. And as he says here, he, as the blurb says, he will offer strategies for writers seeking to publish applicable at any age, but especially useful for older writers. Yeah. If you maybe you've always dreamed about doing it and just haven't done it yet, maybe it's the time. Yeah. Um, so I also see, you know, there's a kids event on Saturday, October 7th. It's not all, you know, poetry and nonfiction, stuff like that. It looks like there's going to be some like story times and crafts. You know, how important is it, do you think, to read to kids? At an oh, early age? Well, we actually have a we actually have a video that will I, I don't know if it's been posted yet, but we all have a video about the importance of reading to kids that's provided by Best Beginnings. So, oh, it's it's very important. It's it's you know I was just talking with a friend the other day about that about how important it is, and uh, we have some great children's authors in in this town as well. Um, one other thing that you're doing is kind of a, a daily thing. You're doing a poem a day, and it sounds like you'll be posting poems and maybe recommending poetry um, and just maybe posting it to your Facebook page. Yes, that's that is a new event that was proposed by. The, the, the people who are putting this on, and we're kind of excited about that. And we are going to put the poem on our on our Facebook page, and I, I just think it's wonderful that, you know, we're including poetry. Some people might not think of poetry as part of book week. You know, they don't think of it that way, so I'm delighted that that's going to be there. Um, also something that people might be interested in is, you know, there's the Alaska Romance Writers. Maybe yes. not necessarily something you would first think of when you think of Alaska authors, but... They exist and they are here. They and you do. are having an event. Yes, they they participate on and off. And yes, they do. I believe that's happening. I think Monday, of uh, Book Week. Yes, they, they they do participate. Like I said, we we like it when we have a variety of genres, and I think it's important to know, you know, to to represent a, a variety of genres. And we have writers who participate in all the genres in our state, which I think is great. 
I do see that we have an event with uh, Heather Lendy, um, yes. Alaska State Writer Laureate. That's super cool. Yes. Um, looks yes. like that one's going to be out in uh, Wasilla. And Talkeetna. And Talkeetna. So a couple yes. of those. Yes. That sounds like a cool opportunity. She's been on the air with us a few times and is just really great to hear speak and very down to earth. And, and generous with her time because she has participated, I think, in just about every book week that I've worked on. She's very generous with her time. And and. and and I think she's in, inspires people too. Before we wrap up, too, uh, something very interesting too is uh, this um, behavioral ecologist David Scheel. Yes, and the octopus guy. Yeah. So what's going on with that? That's kind of a cool uh, change from you know romance, poetry, you know, other kind of forms yeah. of writing. Yeah. Like I said, variety of genres. Um, this is a thanks to Roseanne Pagana at APU who helped, who, who suggested this panel. And I have not read David's book yet, but I, I, I would like to because it sounds very interesting. I think he's been working on it for a very long time. And he's a local guy and he's, a, I believe, a professor at APU as well. So, yeah, I, I know. How interesting. To, what a change from the other things that we have. Yeah, and I like this blurb kind of a, with a blend of Western science and indigenous science and stories. Yes. That sounds very unique. Well, I guess maybe to just kind of wrap up, um, you know, what do you think is the just kind of your favorite part of book week? And maybe not when it's all wrapped up and you're able to get some sleep. You know, I think the favorite part is the enthusiasm on the part of the authors, because I, I email authors, I call authors, I email authors, I call authors. And they're all they're often very thankful, grateful, helpful, willing to participate. They have a lot to offer. Um, and sometimes I just, you know, put my head together with them and we talk about what what kind of a panel do you want to do? And, and it's so there, there's this creative process to putting Book Week together. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Just kind of collaborating yes. with all these creatives. And yes, yeah. because sometimes I'll just say, hey, you have a book out. Do you want to be in Book Week? And then we all get on the phone and we're like, well, you know, what's your book about and what do you like to write about and what other authors are you interested in and maybe who else would you like to talk with? And it just kind of goes from there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that kind of seems to be the general consensus about like the Alaska writing community is like everybody's really willing to kind of help each other out, yes. collaborate, give tips and tricks, stuff like that. Yes, they, they are. I, I love our writers. I really do. I think they're just a great people to work with. And I'm sure there's authors out there I haven't met. I'd like to meet them. To kind of wrap things up, what's the best way for people to uh, stay up to date with what's happening with Book Week or, you know, Alaska Center for the Book, stuff like that? I would say for Book Week, go to our website, which is alaskabookweek.org, and you'll have a printable schedule there as well as information if you scroll down the website to the authors who are participating in the event and the time and the place. And we also maintain a, a, a Facebook page. And Alaska Center for the Book also has a Facebook page, and that's another place to get information about them. And, and they also have a website as well. Alaska Center for the Book does, yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming okay. in and talking to me about this. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. That was Dr. Trish Jenkins. She was telling us all about this year's Alaska Book Week. Those events take place from October 1st through the 8th. And that's all for State of Art. I'm Ammon Swenson. And that's all for our show. Thank you to our music guests, Brother Buffalo and Witty Young Men. Ammon Swenson produces this show. You can find us at the Hometown Alaska page on alaskapublic.org, the Alaska Public Media app, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Dave Waldron, and thanks for listening. Hometown Alaska is a production of Alaska Public Media, which is solely responsible for its content. Views expressed are those of the host and participants and do not reflect the underwriters or KSKA. Hometown Alaska's theme song, Lead Dog, is by Kevin Barnett from Eagle River. Learn more about Hometown Alaska and listen online at alaskapublic.org. Life informed. This is Alaska Public Media.